the more that I practiced breath work, the more I felt in my power, the more I felt again in control of my life, the more that I started to have the courage to make those scary decisions that I was putting off and just trust myself that even it's new and it's scary and I don't know where I'm fully stepping out to by making this change. Deep down inside, I know I can no longer stay here and I'm gonna follow my truth. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and I want to start off today's episode by just saying thank you to everyone who not only signed up and has been tuning in to Seek the Joy Summer, but for everyone who has like reached out and sent messages and shared with me your thoughts and what your big takeaways have been. I had the best time recording these sessions and putting this series together, so to hear from you has just been been everything. So if you forgot to sign up, if you didn't sign up, it is not too late. Just head on over to seekthejoypodcast.com slash seekthejoysummer and sign up. You'll get instant access to these eight beautiful, incredible sessions and our speakers and their special gifts for summer attendees. And I have just loved putting this together. So keep the messages coming, keep the feedback coming. These sessions are going to be available through Sunday, July 4th. So, so excited to share this with you. And I can't believe it's been out into the world for like a week already. It's wild. And then like speaking of wild things, tomorrow, June 30th, I am going to be recording my last interview, my last episode in Seek the Joy podcast original studio, which is my bedroom in my parents' home. So almost four years ago, it'll be four years in October, I started Seek the Joy podcast out of my bedroom, out of an idea. It was just an idea that I had and I ran with it. And I've been recording in the same spot um, for almost the last four years. And so to be recording my final episode in that spot is really bittersweet and a little bit emotional, but I'm not stopping the podcast. Like, don't, don't worry. Like we're, we're continuing. I am just moving. I am moving. I signed a lease on an apartment and I will be fully moved in by hopefully the second weekend in July. And so I'm building or creating a a little studio for myself in that space and just can't wait to share that with you when the time comes, which will be very, very soon. So very bittersweet to be recording my last episode in this space. So speaking of episodes, I want to talk to you about today's new episode with Anna Lilia. Anna is a certified breathwork teacher and healer leading thousands of people to intimately connect with their breath as a pathway for transformation. And if you are brand new to breathwork, today's episode is totally for you. It's sort of like a Breathwork 101, we dive into what is breathwork, how it works, and why it's really a must-add to our wellness routines. Anna shares with us her journey finding breathwork and why it made her feel like she had this hidden superpower. And then we dive into the impact of breathing on how we think and feel and how we can really use our breath to relieve anxiety as we transition back into this new normal. Anna also shares with us her top relaxation techniques for this time, her spiritual therapeutic approach to breath work, the incredible transformations that she's witnessed in her clients, and so much more. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I really want you to be able to live a happier, 
more joyful and just ease-filled life. And so that's why I'm so happy to share that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The last year and a half, there is no doubt it's been difficult. And that's why I think now more than ever, it's important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. So this is how it works. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you're matched with is a good fit. And this service is available for people worldwide too. BetterHelp also offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network, so you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too. So as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seek the joy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. As always, I cannot wait to hear what you think about today's new episode. Make sure to join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. You'll hear me talk about this like at the very beginning of this episode, but I have been wanting to have a conversation on breathwork for so long. And then Anna came into my life and it was just so meant to be. So I'm excited for this one. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Anna Lilia. Anna, I am so happy to have a conversation with you for Seek the Joy podcast. I've been talking forever, well, mostly to myself, that I wanted to have an episode about breath work. And then I came across you and your work and I thought, oh my God, this is like meant to be. It was like literally the day after I was thinking about it to myself. That it's um, instant manifestation. It is. And then Mona emailed me and I was like, oh, beautiful, perfect. I love this. So <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast. This is going to be a lot of fun today. I'm excited to be here. So I want to talk first and foremost for anyone that's listening and is brand new, like what is breath work? I think that's always a good place to start. Yeah. Breathwork refers to a, it's like a general word that's referring to active breathing or manipulating your breath. Um, there's a lot of different types of breath work. Um, there's like the box breathing where you mm-hmm. breathe to the count of four. There is uh, Wim Hof, which tends to be pretty popular. It's kind of this more like intense circular breathing. Um, I kind of do a combination of Wim Hof and like yoga breathing where we're taking two inhales and I have modified it to allow my clients or students to decide whether they're breathing through their open mouth or nose. Mm. I have found that when you breathe with your open mouth, you bring in more oxygen into your body and that can overwhelm some nervous systems. So if you're brand new to breath work, I would encourage you to start out with breathing through your nose. And then we breathe using our diaphragm. So we drop our first inhale down to our breath, to our belly, second inhale from our chest, and then we exhale. Mm. And we breathe like this in my classes for about 20 minutes, sometimes longer. And what that's doing to your body, in addition to oxygenating, you're starting to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. So you're able to go into rest and digest mode. That allows you to lower your heart rate. It allows you to start to release endorphins. So you're just feeling relaxed and calm. That also allows you to get clear about things. So 
For my breath work, I use it not just as a relaxation tool, but also as a healing tool. So I use it to help my clients get creative inspiration, to manifest, to reprogram beliefs, to get unstuck Mm -hmm. from their life. And you can do that because you are able to enter into a deep meditative state when you're doing this work. So you're able to access your subconscious as well. And that's where we're able to notice, okay, what are these beliefs that are blocking us, that are holding us back? That's making me really scared to quit my job or end the relationship. And once we get to the core of that, then we can start to reprogram it with beliefs, thoughts, Uh, visions of how you do want to show up in life, what you do want to call into your life. So it's a really powerful modality, or you can just use it as a way to change the way that you're feeling. Um, If you are feeling tired and kind of sluggish, just doing a quick burst of round of breathing will also help you to feel more alert and energized. I even have a free five minute morning breathwork meditation to help people experience Mm -hmm. that. Thank you for sharing all of that because I think we often think, oh, we're all breathing. Like it's something we take for granted. We're on autopilot. We breathe in, we breathe out. And I discovered a couple of years ago, I often hold my breath. Like, and it's especially in moments of tense, where I'm tense, there's anxiety, there's stress and worry. And in those moments when I'm holding my breath, if I just tell myself, breathe. You mm-hmm. feel you feel the the intensity start to subside a mm-hmm. little bit. So while we breathe normally, naturally, day in and day out, it's actually something that we can put our conscious attention towards. And I've often heard people refer to breath work too as like an active form of meditation, mm-hmm. which I think is beautiful as well, because when we think of meditation and everyone is at a different stage in, in that journey, it can often feel intimidating. So approaching it from the space of, or the perspective of breath, and it's about um, changing the way you feel in your body. And I love that you pointed to, you can have a different experience every time you have a breathwork session, you just choose to actively breathe. I just love that. You're going to walk away feeling differently every time. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways that you can use it. I know I've had some clients find me just on Google because their doctor told them you need to breathe. Your Mm -hmm. CO2 levels in your body are way too high. Mm -hmm. So they're not fully exhaling or not fully inhaling. And so they come to me to also help them more than anything, just get in touch with their breath and to be more conscious of the way they're breathing. And so it is really powerful, something that we definitely take for granted. But once you start to connect with it, it's just Mm life-changing. One of the reasons why I fell in love with breathwork is because I was able to connect quickly with my body mm-hmm. so much throughout our days. We're so busy. We have so much distractions as well. We're like binge yeah. watching TV. We're medicated, this and that, that we forget how to feel and be with ourselves. And so when I first experienced breathwork, my body started to contract I started to cry. I started to feel these sensations like noticing where I had these emotions that I wasn't fully connected with. And by breathing and having my body express that and release it, then afterwards, I did feel lighter. I felt clear on why it is that I was feeling sad. Um, So it's it's really incredible, Mm. life-changing. It is. You're providing your body a a vehicle to express itself is really what I'm hearing from what you just said. You're allowing your body to, I think, um, 
and to wake up in a way to express itself, mm. to shed things that no longer serve you. Mm. And I, I wanted to ask you, cause I'm so curious about the connection between breath work and healing. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really, you started to touch on it in terms of your personal experience of your body started to contract and you, then you had this big release. Mm-hmm. We store so much energy, emotion in the body. And if we don't give it a, a way, a modality of, of having that release, I mean, it just builds and, and that's where disease and illness, I think so much comes from in the body. So it sounds like there's a beautiful connection between breath work and healing. I was introduced to, yeah, the body holds on to trauma by my therapist, Mm -hmm. Mm. uh, doing ISTBP, intensive short-term dynamic psychotherapy. It, in addition to like talking and recalling memories or experiences, there was the body awareness connection. So as as I was recalling a memory, she would ask me, what does my body want to do? Or like, what do your legs want to do? And at first I thought that was so weird. And I'm like, what is she talking about? But then I started to to get messages like, yeah, my legs want to kick because I'm feeling angry right now, or they want to run away. And then she introduced me to TRE, trauma release exercises. So that's when you fatigue, you isolate different muscles, body parts, you fatigue them, and then they just start to shake. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I also had an emotional release. So that was my initial interaction or introduction to the body holding on to trauma. And then with breath work, I was experiencing something similar, Yeah, but I didn't have to do like the actual fatigue. Like it just, my hands would just cramp up or my jaw would get really tight. And when I have clients who experience that as well, I always guide them to ask, why are your hands closed shut while you're breathing? Ask them, what are you afraid to let go of? Mm. Why is your jaw clamping down as you're breathing? Is there something that you're afraid to speak? Or do you feel like you're not being heard? Is there a communication thing? And a lot of times that resonates with people. Mm. So yes, our body knows how to heal itself. It's always trying to communicate to us what's going on, how we can support it. But again, a lot of times we're just so busy and not really in touch or we're just pushing through because it does take some time to take a pause and it can be uncomfortable to actually feel and recognize what's really going on. That we just like keep going and going and going to the point where our body's like, all right, I'm going to force you to slow down, Totally, which is where the disease comes. Totally. And I think it's so interesting what you're talking about where your hands clenched or, or tight or your, your jaw is clenched. And if we can pay attention to how the body is responding in those moments, it's so illuminating. Mm-hmm. We I, I often talk on this podcast about um, moments in our lives where our body will really signal messages to us and and that's really at like the end point where it's like, hello, you really need to wake up. For me, that was shingles, appendicitis, and then not passing the bar exam like five years ago. Um, for others, it shows up in other ways as well. But if we can start to pay attention to the body along the way, yeah. it feels like a beautiful way to intercept that big like boom moment that I think so mm-hmm. many of us experience. So why are your hands clenched? Why are your arms crossed? Why mm-hmm. is your jaw clenched? And then being able to work through that, through the breath, through that mindful breathing practice, it just sounds so phenomenal. And I've heard you say before that breathing or breath work is like our superpower. Can we talk a little bit about that? Because I I, I think I heard you say that, or like our hidden superpower or something to that effect. Yeah. I mean, 
when I first experienced breath work and I was having all of these body sensations and emotional release where I wasn't in control, I felt like I wasn't in control yeah. yet. I, afterwards I felt amazing mm-hmm. and I did feel like I was this powerful being because yeah. my body was just healing itself. Mm-hmm. And I had already, you know, as I mentioned, going to therapy and I was also going to different healers, but this is the first time that I felt that I was doing the work mm. and that I was receiving the informations and I was fully allowing myself to feel. Mm. So I felt powerful. I felt like if I can do that, I can do anything. And the more that I practice breath work, the more I felt in my power, the more I felt again in control of my life the more that I started to have the courage to make those scary decisions that I was putting off Mm -hmm. and just trust myself that even it's new and it's scary. And I don't know where I'm fully stepping out to by making this change deep down inside. I know I can no longer stay here Mm -hmm. and I'm going to follow my truth. Mm -hmm. And that has really allowed me. I've seen it in my clients as well, where once they do that, connect with their inner voice, their inner guidance, their truth, and just follow their path. Their life unfolds in such a beautiful way. Hmm. It's not easy, but it takes a lot of courage. And at the end, the results are just, it's what's best for you. And that's Mm -hmm. all what matters. It's like, we just have one life. So we might as well do life our way. Absolutely. I'm so touched by what you said that for the first time, you felt like you were in control. Like Mm -hmm. you felt powerful. You had ownership over your own experience. And I think it's this level of sovereignty that we're all really searching for. This ability to have ownership or uh, control over the way that our body feels, how we interact with someone else or interact with ourselves in any given moment. Because something I wanted to ask you too is like, okay, so we know how breathwork impacts us on a physical level, but then how does it impact us, um, you know, how we think or how we feel? And it sounds like it's so much this. It's it allows you or affords you the opportunity to feel, to really have that greater sense of ownership over or control over your experience. I mean, I've told, I told my clients, I'm like, I used to be such a controlling person because <laughs> that was like my protective mechanism, right? Where I would try to control other people so that I could feel like I knew what the outcome was going to be. Mm-hmm. You can't control other people. No, and, no you can't. And that just leads for a lot of frustration, But when I started to practice breath work on a regular basis, then instead of being focused on other people and what other people were doing wrong or how they were impacting my life and how I was going to change their behaviors in order to make my life easier, I put the mirror back on me Mm. and started to look at myself like, okay, what can I do for myself? What can I change within my life that I'm fully in power of? that's going to support me. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where I'm like, yes, this is the type of control that is actually supportive, that makes me feel good. And that's going to help me feel the sense of freedom that I've been craving for, the safety and yeah, the sovereignty. You shared a little bit about your introduction into breathwork and um, you talked about the different um, therapies that you were practicing. I'm curious if, if you're willing to share a little bit more about that journey, because I know based upon what I've read and what I've listened to, um, for you, you really take a spiritual sort of therapeutic approach 
to breath work. And I have a feeling, yeah. does it stem from your own experience diving into spirituality and, and the way in which you entered uh, into the practice of breath work? I grew up Catholic, so there's a lot of mysticism there mm. and angels and God in that. And when I was in college, I parted ways from the church, but I, since I was little, I was always really connected with angels. Mm -hmm. And then when I was starting to facilitate for breath work, I would notice that in a group session, I would hear messages and mm. I had no idea what these messages were about. Oh, I'm sure you're like, what is this? I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I need to focus and remind people to breathe. And so I would try to like not listen to those thoughts and they would just get louder and louder and louder. Mm. And so until I actually said that message or those words to the group, then I went away. And then what was happening after class is that people would come up and say, that thing that you said, I felt like you were in my head. Like that was exactly what I was thinking about. Wow. Or that was so validating. Like that's how I feel. Um, so I'm like, okay, interesting. And then just <laughs> continuing, you know, going to my own healers. They're like, yeah, you're a clairvoyant. Like you're channeling messages for the group, but you should learn how to harness that energy. So then you're not just like this open vessel mm -hmm. and that can be really draining. So I went to a clairvoyant school for about two years just to practice holding space in that capacity. So mm -hmm. since then, I've incorporated just the active breathing with the clairvoyance. And I've also been certified in Reiki and I've done theta healing. So I've combined. And then when I do in person, there's sound healing. So there's a lot of different layers to yeah. it that I just have found that really allows us to have a more personalized session. Some of the other breathwork facilitators that I've gone to, it's kind of, it feels more like you're going to the gym, like you're mm -hmm. just doing the breathing and yeah, doing the active breathing. That's going to do a lot of stuff physiologically to your body, but I wanted to go deeper with the work. Mm -hmm. And so when you do attend one of my sessions or work with me one-on-one, -on -one, we are having a profound transformation, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I have seen huge shifts in my clients because I do combine all of that into, into a one experience. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I, I feel like it's about the transformation that takes place through breath work, through your own breath, through taking ownership in that way, controlling what it is that you can control. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really beautiful. You're really facilitating a a deep transformation for somebody by allowing them the ability to get in touch with those underlying feelings or emotions. And that's wonderful. That's so cool. It's, it's, I think it's looking at it more like a holistic way, yeah. not just the act of breathing, but everything else that sort of goes with it. Yeah. And I know not everyone is comfortable with that or open to it. And that's totally mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. You can also just use breath work as a tool to feel really energized and yeah, yeah. Um, help you fall asleep. But for me, yeah, I like depth. I like, I feel like my soul's journey on this planet is just to learn and grow mm -hmm. as much and yeah. like really continue to evolve. So I'm not repeating the same mistakes in another life. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, always a seeker of mm -hmm. like, what else can I learn? What else um, is there to heal? Yeah. It's a continuous experience. I know when I first started in my healing journey, I thought that I would like do therapy for a couple of years and then I'd be fine. And then I was <laughs> frustrated when yeah. I would still like get upset when something would happen or still get triggered. 
And so then I learned that it's a lifelong experience, mm-hmm. but the beautiful thing, and it's something that breathwork has taught me is that when you have tools, then life is so much easier to navigate because when you are in a high stress situation, what my body now does automatically is drop down to breathing with my diaphragm. Mm. And so instead of being in the high alert state where it's more likely for me to react to the situation instead of responding, I find myself that I'm grounded, clear, I'm able to see like the whole picture and then make a decision or, you know, respond to it instead of reacting. So again, that puts me in my power Mm -hmm. and I'm not also adding additional stress to the situation. Yeah. So it helps to kind of diffuse what's going on. I just keep going back to something that you were saying that it's just, if you have these tools along your journey, whether it's wellness, personal, familial relationships, whatever, if you have tools, it just makes it easier. So breathwork can be another tool in your sort of wellness toolbox, so to speak. I want to ask you this because you and I are recording. It's like the middle of June. This will air at the end of June. We are re-entering the world. Like you and I are both in California. The state is open as of today. And I've been talking to a lot of people lately. There's been this through line. There's been this through line through every conversation of a little bit of anxiety, a Mm -hmm. little bit of overwhelm, uncertainty, but also mixed with excitement and joy and celebration as things start to shift, I think in a really beautiful way as we start to emerge from this last year in the pandemic. And of course, this is going to depend on where you are in the world. There are still so many countries um, that are not where we are at here in the United States, let alone in California and Los Angeles. And so I'm curious, how can we use breath work during this time as another tool um, to sort of release the pressure or the tension that I think so many of us are really experiencing. Due to the pandemic, I launched a donation-based class called Community Gathering, and we meet on Saturdays. And that has been a gathering where people come to process all of this because a big part of it has been getting in touch with the grief. We have lost so much over the last year plus of being in this pandemic. And things opening back up and just pretending that things are normal again. No, our lives have completely changed. And so I think that that's part of the anxiety that people are feeling where there hasn't been a complete embodiment or acknowledgement of all of the loss or the changes that have happened over the year. And so going back into a new change or trying to go back to normal just feels really unsafe or uncomfortable. Or like inauthentic in the moment. Like what you're saying... I think it speaks volumes. Has there really been the type of acknowledgement that I think so many of us feel like we need of that grief and loss, both in terms of loss of people and family and relationships, but also routines and ways of being and what we've adopted kind of in place? I don't, I struggle with this. I don't know. I don't know if we fully have that recognition. No, as a society, we we haven't. No, no, (laughs) no, at all. And so that's part of the... Yeah, the stress that we're feeling. And I have found and I have seen in the participants of community gathering, once there is that acknowledgement, then they feel that part of them just feels validated and seen. Mm -hmm. And so there isn't this like underlying stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. as they go back into the world. We just continue to revisit it. And it's like, okay, what's going on now? You're going physically back to work. What's coming up around that? 
And it's also not just the like safety or like fear of being sick, but it's recognizing, oh, actually it was kind of nice to be home or not be working like 12 hours at my office. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want to go back to the grind again and just reconciling with that and, and a deeper reflection on ourselves, on our life, on what we want, what makes us happy, what's important to us. And if you haven't been doing that work along the way, then it's probably becoming more heightened right now as we Mm -hmm. are going back. Mm I am so grateful for what you just said, because I think in a lot of ways, we sort of skirt around our own personal truth of what needs to be validated, what needs to be recognized. And the minute you feel seen and whether you validate this for yourself or someone else validates it for you, you're right. It kind of like melts away. That intensity around it melts away. We need that recognition and acknowledgement of what the last year has been like Everyone is going to have a different story. Everyone has had a different pandemic experience. Some people are really ready and willing to talk about it. Others are like, please don't even talk to me about it at all. There is such like a varied emotional scale here. And I just think you're so right. It's like, we need to acknowledge it. We need to acknowledge it. And so through our using our breath, can we begin to validate or to acknowledge those feelings as well? Are there practices or things that you've been encouraging people to do? Uh, when it comes to incorporating breath work in this way? Yeah, so with my gifts, that's actually what I do. I tap into the energy of the collective, of the group that's breathing. And so different themes comes up for the group. And that's basically like the digging work or the reflection that we do per session. And it's always different because different people show up. Yeah. Um, If you're looking to do it by yourself, then I would suggest that you keep it simple. You know, just drop down your breathing to your belly and start to notice physical sensations in your body start to notice if there's any emotions coming up sometimes when we actually pause Mm. and just connect with our breath you'll notice that you want to cry you may not even know why you want to cry but just let your body start to release and process then afterwards you can ask yourself what is the sadness about is it mine Maybe it's your partners. Maybe it's a family member. You know, a lot of people are empathetic. They're very sensitive to other people. And um, it may not even be your stuff that you are carrying. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then having that awareness, and again, that allows you to to validate those feelings. Yeah, it doesn't have the same emotional charge. Mm -hmm. It's not trying to get your attention. You can picture like a kid when they're like being annoying and trying to get your attention. And they're like, (laughs) mom, mom, mom. And they make it seem like it's something really big. And when you finally turn in, you're like, what? And then they tell you, and then they go about Mm -hmm. and go off and play again as if like nothing happened. That's kind of like how we are. I love that. That's such a good visual. That's like how the body is. It's like, hello, pay attention. And then the moment you tap in and you actually take that inventory almost of what it is you're feeling or experiencing, it lessens. It just needed your your attention, needed you to focus on it in- in the moment. So yeah. if someone is brand new to breath work and they're like, okay, this sounds great. I'm ready to practice that level of conscious breathing, just breathing from my diaphragm to start. Do you suggest like a certain number of minutes? Does it matter? Um, I'm thinking of anybody that's just really brand new to yeah. this conversation. So I would start a short amount of time. I have a, fi- a free five minute breath work mm session on my website. You can download it there. If you're doing it alone, I wouldn't go more than seven minutes 
on by yourself because it can, you can start to feel a lot of sensations and have a big opening happening. And if you aren't used to that, it can be overwhelming. So I would rather you have like a smaller container to just start to experience the sensations of it and start to get comfortable with the technique. I would encourage people to also attend my community gathering. It's donation-based, free to sign up. So um, that will give you like a longer practice with a practitioner with me Mm -hmm. to guide you to answer any questions if any questions come up. So you feel safer, you know, doing this technique and feeling and being in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also have, it's a gentle practice. There's a self-guided practice for anxiety, but you don't have to have anxiety to get the benefits from this. So there's nine recorded meditations and we start with body awareness, also Mm. with breathing. Then we go into mind, like what's going on in your mind? Let's clear our mind. And we start to like, I call it flipping the script of like whatever your mind is telling you that's like terrible, that's happening. Okay, what's the opposite? What's really going on? Um, And so again, that starts to like lift you out of whatever situation you're feeling Mm. stuck or overwhelmed by. Mm. I think that is such a good place to start because we can get so much in our head. Yeah. We can overthink. We can be out of touch with our body. Mm-hmm. I I think about moments where my anxiety has been really heightened. And it's in those moments where I'm no longer connected. Mm-hmm. Like I'm no longer connected to my body. I'm so much in my head. I've overthought the situation so much that we're 75 years into the future. Like it's gotten mm-hmm. out of hand. And so it sounds like what you offer obviously is a really good way to just get started and introduce yourself sort of into this world of breath work. I know that you have seen so many transformations through, well, not only personally, but also through working with different clients. And you've touched on it a little bit from grief and loss through to anxiety. Um, But are there any other transformations or is there anything that really stands out to you that you're like, this wouldn't have happened without the power of breath work and, and tuning yeah. in that way. I've had several clients who have had a lot of miscarriages come to me and I've helped them navigate through that loss and the feeling betrayed by their body and starting to trust themselves again. And then they get pregnant, which has Aww. been amazing. Um, I've had people come to me because they're, they're ready for a big change. So they, they want to leave their job or they want to launch uh, a business. And so I have a mastermind where it's a, three-week container where we help them um, feel confident, get aligned with their goals to to manifest their dreams. So that's really fun. In my last mastermind, I had someone manifest their dream home. Like they were a first-time home buyer, which was not their initial goal. Like it was something in the future, but then things just started to happen where she basically kind of got evicted from her place because her rental unit got sold. And she's like, well, I get, and we just, it's happening now. It's like, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And had she not been in that container, I don't know if she would have done that. She could have just stayed, I could see her easily staying in the safety and just get another rental mm-hmm. and sticking to her plan of thinking like in the mm-hmm. future, we'll do that. Um, what else? Just like physical yeah. release as well, where people who have migraines no longer have migraines, um, back pain. So again, the body's releasing the stress, the trauma, and it just helps them feel so much better, so much more relaxed. Hmm. Yeah, those are some pretty big yeah. ones. Those are really big. Like those are, <laughs> no, like those are really big shifts 
in people as a result of focusing and being conscious around your breath. And as we were talking, I kept thinking, it just feels like two things. One, you're cleaning out the cobwebs Mm -hmm. to make room for something new and beautiful and probably more aligned. And then at the same time, you're opening up, I feel like energy for yourself um, to allow to allow yourself to move in a way that you're ready for. Yeah. And I, and I think that's what really strikes me so much about using breath work in this way. It's a way to supercharge yourself, your energy field, and allow yourself to be present for what is here for you. Because yeah. I don't know how, if, how you feel, but I feel like we have really big ideas for ourselves and big dreams and big goals and passions, but then we get in our head. And we think, Mm -hmm. I can't do this. Like, Mm -hmm. how the hell am I going to figure this out? Like, who am I? All the things we, all the things we say, the not so nice things, the doubt, everything else in between. And that is like the block. And then Mm -hmm. when you practice meditation or breath work or just conscious movement in general, you're saying, I hear you, but I'm cleaning this out because it's not my truth. Yes. We need more of that. And that's why I think for anyone that's listening, like this is just feels like such a, if you're not already doing it, like add it on, like add it on to your wellness routine because it's going to make a big change. Listen to Anna's um, testimonies that she just shared. I mean, marriages to babies, to homes. I mean, oh, big transformation. Yeah. And that actually inspired me for this summer. I'm launching a new free offering called Summer of Self-Love, where it's going to be five practices that you do one each day to using your breath as well. And also just like affirmations and different exercises, guided meditations to open up your heart, to help you open up, to receive, to feel more confident, to love yourself, to be kinder to yourself because so many of us are our worst critics, so hard on ourselves. And that also is not supportive. Not (laughs) at all. (laughs) And so getting yourself in this place of just recognizing your magic, how incredible you Mm. are, how you are talented and ready is also going to support you to, to manifest those dreams. So I'm excited to be launching that Wow, summer solstice. So next week. Oh my God. Like literally in a few be, days. It's going to be going throughout the whole summer. So Amazing. for the next three months. Oh, yeah. how cool. Okay. Well, we'll put the link in the show right. notes so everyone can access it. I'm curious, you know, again, we are, t- we are, we're talking in June. We're going to re-enter whatever normal is. Are there any relaxation techniques that you want to share with people that might be helpful I keep saying this, the summer is always really busy, but right now it feels like it's even busier. And so I'm always looking for a good (laughs) new- Some of my go-to are just doing some grounding, earthing. Mm. So physically having my body touch the earth, grass, dirt is so restorative. Even if it's a couple minutes barefoot on the grass, that really helps to calm your body down. And then the other thing is aromatherapy. I always have scents on my desk Mm. and depending on how I want to feel, I'll like, if I want to bring, feel a little bit happier, I'll bring some like an orange scent and I'll put in my palms. I'll rub my palms together, take a couple deep breaths. Yeah. And it just makes you feel so happy. That citrus is everything. I love it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. Um, obviously relaxing. I love lavender or if I need something like more invigorating mint Mm. or eucalyptus, like it has a kind of a burning sensation a little bit, but it, for me, it feels good. I I always put it behind my neck that like peppermint is my go-to. So yes. And it's cooling too. Oh yes. So those are some of my things that I go to quite often. 
And then I also love water as a way to relax since it's summertime. Yeah. If you can get in a pool or in the ocean, like let your body be held by water. It's mm-hmm. so also restorative too. Um, I even do breath work in water too, which is a completely different sensation. Wow. And you really are able to feel your energy while you're breathing. So it's, you feel electrical when you're, when you're in the water. Wow. Um, if you are going to do it, be safe, make sure you just do a short amount of time. I was going to say, I was going to say, because you can have a little bit of like, um, when you do breath work, a little bit of like of a high sensation. Yeah. Yeah. Just be careful. Just do it for a short amount of time. (laughs) Just start to feel it. Absolutely. Um, Oh, those are all so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I'm curious what you've learned the most about yourself throughout I think not only your journey practicing breath work, but then also facilitating these experiences and transformations for others. What have I learned about myself? Such a great question. (laughs) Um, I think I've noticed I have always been a big dreamer and I'm pretty good at manifesting, but I've recognized that I also put a lot of limits on myself Mm. and I create a lot of rules. And I see that reflected back in my clients as well where I tell myself, okay, I'm going to do this, but first I should do this so that I, I don't know, I feel whatever. Yeah. yeah. And when I let that go, then the things just happen. Yeah. We put <laughs> like conditions they, on ourselves yeah, and it's like, hello. Like, yeah. it's, I didn't even have to do that. Um, so that continues to be reflected back onto me. And so mm-hmm. again, it's a constant exercise of letting go for me mm-hmm. and stretching myself. Yes. And also, asking for help. Huge. I'm, I know how to do so many things and I do them yeah. very well. Yeah. If I don't know how to do, I'll figure it out. And I have always thought that that's just the most efficient way to do it, but it just, it's not sustainable. And no. I have gotten to a point where I burn out or it, it's going to take me longer because I don't have enough time to do everything. So I've also have leaned in to asking for help. Mm-hmm. And that in itself has been an exercise of practicing to receive, of not being so hard on people or like relaxing my expectations and not expecting other people to do it like I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's, All been, of the things. Yeah. it's been a lot of just letting go, a lot letting, of letting go. go. And yeah. the forever practice. (laughs) I resonate so much with what you just shared because I am constantly telling myself, it's okay to ask for help. You don't have to know everything. Even if you think you do, it's still okay to ask for help because that extra assistance will allow you to sustain your energy. And what you said too, about its connection to being able to receive, do you feel like breath work has opened up that ability for you to be more receptive and to receive? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, breath work it's a vulnerable experience. Absolutely. And it does, as you mentioned, opening opens up your energy channels, your yeah. heart, like you're just there mm-hmm. <laughs> at your mm-hmm. core. And that I actually use this a lot when I'm guiding people of in that open state, asking for help. Mm-hmm. So calling in that help, even if you don't know what it is, like, please show me the way give me a sign, anything like that. Um, so it does help you to be in a, in a state of being able to receive more easily or be yeah. more vulnerable to ask for the help as opposed to just our day-to-day. Absolutely. If, it, if it's not something that you're used to. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So joy, I've got to ask you about joy. What has joy been like for you? The experience of joy? How do you look at joy? Um, I think especially through this lens of practicing and teaching breath work and um, has there been more joy, I guess is what I want to know in your life since incorporating breath work and, and using it in this way. There definitely has been more joy because I feel, at least for me, when since I started practicing breath work, everything just seems more, I don't know if it's alive is, is the right word, but I, I'm just more present mm-hmm. that I notice more. So what brings me joy? It's the simple things. It's like amazing food, a fruit, like mm-hmm. a, a vine ripe tomato. Oh my gosh, that will like bring me so much joy. Um, I just spent <laughs> two days in Sea Ranch, which is up in Sonoma Coast amongst redwoods and the ocean. And that in itself, like brought me so much joy, just feeling the sun on my body while I see seals, Mm. you know, eating kelp in the, in the little cove. Amazing. Um, Just, yeah, life. There's so much beauty everywhere. When we stop to actually look at it and connect with it and appreciate it, and feel great, grateful for it. Mm-hmm. That to me is joy. As you were speaking, I kept thinking about, cause I recently went to the eye doctor mm-hmm. and how, when he's playing with the lenses, you know, and your vision becomes sharper and things become more clear. That's what happens with yeah. joy. It allows that vision to become sharper for things to be more clear for you to see things, I think in a light, um, or just see the lightness around things. Ah, so beautiful. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. You're All right. Welcome. I want to ask you the question I ask everybody, um, that comes on the podcast. And, uh, that one is what is your biggest dream? My biggest dream right now yes. is to, uh, produce a TV show that introduces people to different wellness modalities, healing modalities. Um, and I know there's a lot of them right now. There's like a big jump in the last couple of years, but what's missing is more of the storytelling. Like, I don't want to prove to anyone the science or if it's weird or anything like that. Like, yes, it's all weird. You know, it might resonate, <laughs> might not, it might help you, it might not. But more than anything, the story. So we connect with people and with experiences. And so telling that story while also showing just different ways that could potentially help them mm-hmm. feel better, heal, uh, be happier. That's that's what I'm working on, putting energy behind that. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, you spoke it into existence. I'm yeah, just saying. So when it happens, when it happens, I'm going to say, Anna, do you remember when you said it on the podcast? It's going to oh happen. Gosh. I love this. <laughs> oh, thank you for this conversation. Thank, thank you for coming you. on the podcast. I think if I could kind of sum up um, our conversation a little bit for everyone that's listening, I think my biggest takeaway is this, is that you know, there are so many beautiful healing modalities, but you can, if you can incorporate breath work and the power of breath work, allow yourself to ground, to settle, to breathe, you become more expansive. And with it, and with, with that as well, more in touch with your body, which I think are the two things we're really searching for. How can we become more expansive and how can we get in, in greater touch with our body? So Anna, thank you for this conversation. Aww, where where this can everybody so find fun. you? So really so much fun. Thank you. Yeah, where can I find you connect and, and learn more and all that good stuff? Well, I'm really active on Instagram. So if you look up my name, Anna Lilia, you'll find me there. And then my website has all of my resources, the free meditation. That's where you'll find the information for the summer of self-love challenge as well. 
and all of that. So if you just go to analilia.net, you'll find it. Perfect. Okay. So everything will go in the show notes. We'll make it so easy for everyone to connect with you. And I hope everyone will, will attend one of these community sessions yes, because I would love that. beautiful, especially as we enter into this summer season, a summer of self-care is yes. how I'm really looking at it. So Anna, thank you. This was wonderful. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.